Hey everyone. I will be detailing the psychonautic experience that I had of my heroic dose of psilocybin. So this is the medium post. You can find the link in the bio. Yesterday on December 5th, 2020, I took five grams of psilocybin at 5.35 p.m. Prior to ingesting, I made the following intentions. Awakening, re-baseline to channeling the highest, and light architectures. I am alone in my room in complete darkness, laying on the bed. The following is the log of my psychonautic experience. And this is a nice photo I took with the psilocybin outside. Within minutes, I was contemplating our perfection. How does billion-year-old fungal intelligence catalyze this unveiling? 6.15 p.m. I felt my brain, color space, and conceptual schemas loosening. I began feeling a new emergence of creatively connecting unique dots. This is best illustrated by the below brain connections graphic, which Michael Pollan also used in How to Change Your Mind. This is a visualization of brain connections in a person on psilocybin on the right and someone given a placebo on the left. And I highly recommend reading Michael Pollan's How to Change Your Mind if you haven't read it before and we actually partnered with psychedelic seminars in order to host Michael Pollan on the show and you can find that link in the bio below as well watch that everything is relative to the observers experience this is why relationships are fundamental in mathematics. The three-space reality design with time may be archetypal for conscious agents to explore infinity. 6.45 p.m. A little over an hour in, I felt how the body keeps the score and how psilocybin works to awaken us to the areas that are tight that we must heal. I was stretching, opening my body up, feeling fresh energy filling tight voids that were likely brewing pathologies from my lack of care. I began feeling a sacred pulsating relationship with our gut. I began feeling a sacred pulsating relationship with the truth of non-duality, expressing itself as illusory diversity. Let go of concepts and just feel. And if you haven't, I highly recommend reading The Body Keeps the Score by Vessel, Vessel van der Kolk. Seven o one p.m. Diversity in oneness is the mathematics of the infinite. Sri Aurobindo and the mother Mira Alfasa. They kept coming up several times throughout this journey. Don't think, just feel. Giving birth is popping a soul into the world. What is reality? I ask you.
7.06 p.m. About 90 minutes in, my obsession for metaphysical truth kicked in and things became really interesting. You think you know, but you don't. Make sense of your reality. Try to make sense of your reality. Why do you exist? 7.16 p.m. Dig back in your awareness. Dig back far enough in your awareness. What's the truth? What are you? 7.36 p.m. Truth. There are so many layers between the one infinite creator and these realities. An endless network of relationships. Phenomenology unfolding endlessly. Profound insight after profound insight happening moment to moment. One has to clear their lens of perception to see. The childlike laughter of the infinite, Sri Aurobindo and the mother Mira Alfasa. And this is why Aldous Huxley and William Blake talked about cleansing and opening those doors of perception to the true nature of reality and being. 7.46 p.m. You are it. Tat Tfam Asi. Wahat al-wujud, the unity of all being existence. I and my father are one, John 10.30. Manus multe cor una, many hands, one heart. E pluribus unum, out of many, one, the motto of the United States. 7.37 Everything else is just a game, an expression, a play. We must visually describe the nature of reality. What is reality? What is it? What is reality? What is it? Leverage indigenous tribal noises of how language first started. Two hours in, a new character was birthed. More to come soon on TikTok and Instagram. I'll give you a little taste of it right now. It's this balance between being super duper artistic and playful and childlike, yet serious with the question that I propose. So it goes something like, what is reality? What is it? What is it? And so you can see that indigenous tribal noise is in there, kind of like the first formations of language as we were making those grunts and we're making those clicks and those noises in order to describe meaning to one another. And so I'll be, as this character was birthed through psilocybin, and it was beautiful, I practiced this so many times. What? Is reality? What is it? What is it? And so I was doing that and I was playing and practicing it artistically, and it's going to be birthed more into the world soon. It was so fun. 7 54 p.m. It's a supra rational enigma. Sri Aurobindo and the mother Mira Alfasa. My vision here in LA. Capture people recalling what the nature of reality is. Especially when we're talking about the world's most influential celebrities and people out here, is that what can be more powerful than having people that are like Leonardo DiCaprio, Lady Gaga, that unpack what the nature of consciousness and being and reality and maximizing human potential are what their investigations have been with the nature of you are it we are it the kingdom of god is within you 
Leo Tolstoy. And that's going to catalyze the awakening at unprecedented levels. Other people around the world will investigate their own awareness and the nature of their reality that way faster than ever before. Melt. Melt in. These realities are an expression. 8.07 p.m. You're an expression of God. Everything is subjective as fuck. Go in, 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 inward, inward, inward. Everything else is subjective story. And when I say inward and inward and inward, and if you keep going back and think about it, like getting to the root of your awareness, the root of your consciousness, the more that you practice that process of going to your pure awareness before any coloration, before any perception, before any stimuli, before any phenomenology, just that basic, bare, primal root of awareness and consciousness. That is what we talk about when we talk about that I amness, that beingness. Okay? And if you go and you follow teachers like Rupert Spira, who teach Advaita Vedanta, the direct path, he will explain this to you in greater depth. Go and subscribe to his channel. You can find that link in the bio as well. He does a great job at compressing and distilling these wisdoms. Also, again, I've been talking about this on the show. Go and listen to Bentinho Massaro and the Mirror Talks podcast. That link is also in the bio below. He is a fantastic teacher for this process as well. Take your breath. Take your breath. Consciously practice with this with me right now. Take your breath and practice feeling, feeling that fresh oxygenation running in and then that exhalation of the CO2. And you can feel that process, that process. And now I want us to practice seeing this word, okay? Say the word truth. Truth. And can you feel how truth How it rolls off of the tip of your tongue. Truth. Now say breath. 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 Truth. Breath. Truth. Breath. Practice that. Because if you do, you'll come up with the profound realization that Breath is truth. And that that gnosis, that embodiment of the knowledge of the Veda experientially, that is enough to transform your life to the true nature of being. And it's no surprise that truth and breath both end with that TH. And now I want you to do another experience with me. So take your hands and slowly slide your hands like this, one on top of the other, like this. So you should be slowly going like this. And as you do that, focus on the breath. So watch, ready? And as you slide, 
Think about that oxygen coming in. Watch. And then out. And you see how every moment is like that breath sliding in and sliding out. And this is why Heraclitus said, Pantare, everything flows. Right? This is why Sri Aurobindo and the Mother Alfasa. This is why they say that becoming is the only being. And this is why we have words from the traditions of the Indus Valley, like prana, which means life force. Reality is this prana. Reality is this life force. I found myself holding mudras. I was holding these gesticulations in position and I was channeling prana and it was beautiful what was coming through it was majestic and this is also why Sri Aurobindo and the mother Mira Alfasa talk about chit agni consciousness force that this consciousness force is it's the warmth of the evolution of consciousness it's the warmth of the non-duality expressing itself artistically and that it is that prana that life force through the breath that awakens us to this process this was a very profound revelation for me so self-realization is inward self actualization is outward that's the enigma that's the mystery of our nature our nature is perfectly one infinite creator but expressing itself as this gorgeous inner non-dual peace satchit ananda existence consciousness bliss and exterior artistry it's in perfect harmonic balance because of the self-actualization as so much of our mainstream culture is propagating with all of the self-help books and people like tony robbins helping people actualize their north stars and gifts into the world which is fantastic but it's solely focused on one exterior artistic part of the work which is really important but it must be balanced with self-realization which is the interior part of the work because as Sadhguru says if you go in and do the inner engineering which is what Christ and Buddha and Lao Tzu and Confucius and all of these other major mystical figures at the edge of what spirituality has produced throughout civilization have done is that they went all the way in and in doing so they began channeling the absolute highest artistic expression outward and so this is why we have many of our problems in modernity is because we are pursuing north star actualization but without the morals the virtues the moral excellence the ethics the spirituality that we find from going self-realization to the true nature of the unity of all being in existence that one infinite creator and this is why this was the next profound realization because the nature of our existence is literally the balance between melting inward and expressing outward it's beautiful it was such a profound revelation for me the trick is to capture the profundity of a heroic dose without altering it due to camera involvement then share it with the world to normalize all methods of awakening to enlightened civilization 
this is going to be really important for us to figure out how to do properly, which is capture people undergoing entheogenic experiences. And again, entheogen meaning unleashing the divine within, unleashing God within. And as we aim to capture them in the most sensitive way possible, we'll be able to hopefully not alter them so they can remain extremely sacred, divine, and profound, yet be able to share them with the world. Because by having my five-hour experience captured and sharing that with the world, I can normalize these types of entheogenic psychonautics, which then normalize people to explore the true nature of their their being, their reality, their consciousness, their awareness. And this is what we will be doing in our animated series and anthologies and all content we are going to be producing in 2021 and beyond. How do you describe life? It's layered. A non-dual, supra-rational enigma expressing itself as God. Go back and back and back. All that you find is your being. It is perfect. And this is, again, balanced because you have both the one infinite creator's perfection and that that non-duality is expressed as a diversity in oneness, an illusory diversity in oneness, and that that expression is, of course, perfect, like we were saying, but it also is very dual in the sense that you can clearly see what the separation is between suffering and well-being, or heaven and hell. And so, so suffering, well-being, and hell and heaven. And so we're moving away from hell and suffering, things like violence and tyranny and rape and pillaging and murder. And we're moving towards flourishing and prosperity and abundance and meeting basic needs of people worldwide. And so then you can see there's also a clear, you know, uh, one of those two is perfect and the other one is something we're moving away from which does not appear to be perfect but it is in perfect service to the creation it takes a while to embody that knowledge nine o'clock p.m this was another one of my favorites <laughs> describe it try the nature is both in and out it is both inward peace and exterior artistry and that's exactly what came to me while with psilocybin was that and it's just like that it's like this inward peace where you go back and back and back to the most primal beingness and awareness and consciousness and I amness. But at the same time, it's balanced with this like artistic exterior expressions. Yay! And it's best resonant through the heart of children. If you look at adults, they are corporate. They have lost for the vast majority, especially in modernity, they feel like cogs in the economic machine. And for the vast majority, they've completely lost their exterior artistic bliss whereas children are truth they are that exterior artistry and so we must not quell their expression we must enable it to flourish and we must retain that through adulthood as pablo picasso said And that led to this. What do you 
not even know that you carry with you. And this also sort of, you know, can be well expressed through the, through the iceberg in chapter nine of high level perception, which is a, it's a new graphic. Because the truth is, what do you not even know that you carry with you? So you have the vast majority of people that are chilling the tip of the iceberg where they have a relationship, their consciousness is in relationship with objects the vast majority of the time. As in their consciousness is focused on, in this case, the cell phone. That's the most popular phenomenon that billions of people around the world currently have and are undergoing. And then what happened is when you go a little bit lower into the depths of reality, what happens is you have like what the social dilemma did, which was it awakened people to the nature of the subject's relationship with the object. And that's why the arrow itself is highlighted. And then you go one layer deeper and you begin a process of where the subject investigates other subjects. And that's when really profound realizations begin to happen. And that's when you get feelings of true empathy behind people's shoes. You realize that the other is actually the self. It's like an other self. And that's a very profound realization. And then you get to the depths of the iceberg. This is where you're literally in the depths of the water pressure where you have the submarine on the right illustrating this, but you have consciousness and awareness that is literally investigating its own nature. So what do you not even know that you carry with you? If you focus all of your consciousness and attention on the exterior objective world, you don't even know that you carry around the I amness of your being. And when you don't know that, you don't know yourself. And that's why the maxim know yourself is one of the top Delphic maxims. And it was written on the top of the Temple of Apollo at Delphi. You have to know yourself. That's a top perennial spiritual wisdom. So do your best to n truly know what you carry with you. And then this one came. It is just perfect. There is no lack. When you get to this point in the investigation of the nature of our being, you realize that there is no lack. And once you get to the point of realizing that there is no lack and it's just absolute perfect creation, that's when your entire essence becomes attuned to that knowledge embodied and everything you do is gold from there everything that you touch is gold from there everything that you butterfly effect and it's a constant process of continuing to become more blissful and more peaceful and more love and more compassion but you realize that everything on a moment-to-moment -moment basis is absolutely perfect. Even giving that duality we were talking about earlier with hell and suffering versus heaven and well-being, even that is perfect. That is the way that the creation expresses itself. There are lines to not cross in the layered creation. The Ten Commandments and Noble Eightfold Path 
are good examples of rules to follow. Never disrupt the intimate union of two souls. It's so layered. Describe it. Try. Highly recommend trying this with your friends and your family. Do it on a more frequent basis. As I said in the TEDx San Francisco talk that I did two years ago, these questions, we can't let them atrophy. We've atrophied the question, what is the nature of my consciousness? We can't atrophy that muscle. We have to work out this muscle of what is the nature of my being. Describe describe it. Try. And do it with friends and family more often. This was funny when this came through too. It's the same one infinite creator that will put their hands in their mouth sitting next to the another expression where they are obsessive compulsive cleanly in the middle of a pandemic non-dual creations and so that's that's pretty funny that you can have those two poles of expression right next to one another. This was also super important. And this is where you get into some of the, I'll read it first, then I'll show you. Meet the basic needs so the individual can solo. And this is where you get into some of the high level perception designs where we analogize that high-level perception of a tree and how you need those fundamental nutrients at the root level in order for the tree to blossom fruits. And similarly, with the high-level perception of a human, you need the basic needs to be met in order for it to produce its fully actualized contributory gifts into the world. And that's where we draw that analogy. And so within this enigma of non-duality, you have the realization, the self-realization of that non-duality, but you also have the exterior artistic expression of the individual that is playing a solo in the symphony. The symphony is the non-duality, the non-dual realization, and the artistic expression of the solo is when the basic needs are met. It fully enables the creative gifts, and you never know which meeting the basic needs of people worldwide will unleash the next most profound deployments of civilization-wide code updates. Because where is the next Satoshi Nakamoto? That was just 12 years ago, and it profoundly changed our entire social fabric. It's throwing the archaic infrastructures of fiat currency archiving those codes and producing a world of a frictionless exchange of value on a planetary level. And there's much more with smart contracts and uh, tokenomics and mechanism designs that are going to be deployed for inclusive stakeholding in that space. So meeting the basic needs actualizes a lot of unique solo gifts that we don't yet know. So it's extremely important to meet things like the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals to eradicate poverty, to provide people with the basic needs of, of water and of clean and affordable energy. And so we'll prioritize doing this in our architectures and we'll experience a lot of really beautiful gifts. So again, meet the basic needs so the individual can solo this came up just try going in in what <laughs> try going in in what again so important to do that inner engineering to prioritize it 9:54 p.m. where are you at where doesn't exist 
And simultaneity is key, is a phrase that Sri Aurobindo and the Mother Miral Fossa talk about a lot. Because you can both say that simultaneously, the non-dual truth is that where doesn't exist. And yet, in my individual solo, I am currently in Los Angeles. So where does exist in that sense? And so ultimately, this is the self-realization understanding of it where where does not exist and then the self-actualization understanding of it is i'm currently in los angeles and i'm artistically expressing the nature of being and godness through this vehicle in los angeles and it's a beautiful flower expression and just like Ye says kanye west revealing the layers to my soul you have nothing to do but be the creative expression that you are. Show me what it's like to taste a grape. Can you show me what it's like to taste a grape right now? It's pretty hard. Even if I started sitting here and chewing a grape, how would you understand what it was like to taste a grape? It's pretty interesting. And this is where I began kind of understanding that people like Robin Williams and Jim Carrey and Sasha Baron Cohen and Charlie Chaplin, they're the reason why they make such profound impact into the heart of civilization is because of their eccentricity, their idiosyncrasies. They choose to express themselves creatively and uniquely to a degree where they don't, as Alan Watts says, they don't pander to the art gallery. They just express themselves uniquely and they do it in a way where they are leveraging some of those like like indigenous tribal noises and they're also doing a they're doing it in a way that's in a straight flow state and they're just expressing themselves and they're trying to shatter formal systems. They're trying to shatter cultural norms and they're trying to snap people into something that's unique and different than just this mechanized nine to five in the economic machinery. And that's why I also realized that simulation is way too structured right now. And we need to portal people directly into awakening consciousness. We're going too much in the whole chronological format when we feature our guests of their journey and of their development of their North Star. And then only at the very end, we talk about consciousness and the nature of being. Whereas what we'll be doing which we did today on the show and beyond, which is that we're going to begin with the nature of consciousness and being, and then throughout we're going to end up circling into their journey naturally and how they became interested in that self-actualized North Star, but we want to relate to their self-realization experiences. And then this came through, which is cool. It does a pretty good job at explaining it. What is reality? It is this breath of air, it is the butterfly, it is the car driving by, but it is also the complicated geopolitical relationship between the United States and China. And that's when you realize the layers. You realize the layers to the creation. It's as simple as the breath, all the way to the complicated geopolitical relationship between the US and China. Balance Looney Tunes and normal in the same person. As we're talking about above, we've also mentioned this. Children are reality. Adults are corporate. 10.40 p.m. Non-duality misses the last layered piece, which is the individual flowering through the non-duality as a unique expression of it. And you can see that in the background that we're looking at right now. It's the background that I've chosen for the stream, which is what, it's the artwork of Alex Gray, which I'll show you the, the large version of right here. And so Alex Gray and Allison Gray, I would say are two of the most important people that we should be looking into as artists that are trying to express the nature of reality and that we should be supporting them they have a great 
Cosm project that they're currently building right now, a sacred chapel, and we should prioritize building more of those across the planet. I'll have their links in the bio below as well. But the reason why this is so resonant, especially with that last segment about the non-duality and how the individual flowers through it, you can see that here. It's the individual that flowers through the non-duality. And this is why the West has prioritized the individual and it's woke, it's it's awakened the Eastern mystic traditions to the fact that the point isn't just to melt into non-dual self-realization but it's to melt into self-dual non-realization and to uniquely express yourself as an individual artist playing your own unique solo instrument melody in the symphony and that we must meet the basic needs of people worldwide to enable their creative gifts to flourish but also for them to be able to realize the true nature of their reality And again, I highly recommend supporting alexgray.com, A-L-E-X-G-R-E-Y.com. Go and look at his artwork. Go and listen to his Cosm podcast. Find these links in the bio below as well. And then also, his art is so profound. And then this is Cosm.org, C-O-S-M.org, the Chapel of Sacred Mirrors. And so... It's a very profound project. We need more of these spiritual, creative sanctuaries and monasteries around the planet. We need more of them. And you can contribute and donate and become a member. I did earlier this year in 2020 when I was doing high-level perception after I found out about them. Support them. And make your own versions of those as well around the planet 11 p.m fairly close to end of trip psychonautics are very important so we're a little over five hours now into the trip and i'm coming on the down and then this comes through which is probably the most succinct way that i've ever expressed the nature of reality in words which is the enigma is to realize non-duality and play your solo in it. From what I understand, that's the enigma. The nature of our being is to realize that you are the one infinite creator, the non-dual, and also play your unique artistic solo in it. Achieve a transcendent noble aim north star that provides contributory gifts to yourself, your family, the community, and the world. Unpacking some synergy, I published High Level Perception five weeks ago and took my 5 gram heroic dose on December 5th, 2020 and started at 5.35 p.m. It's pretty gorgeous. And I learned that 5 in numerology is about change, which is very interesting. No music the whole time, a couple drawings, mostly notes on phone, and some voice recordings. Again, I was in darkness and laying in bed alone. And it was very important to me because it was that Terrence McKenna has been a profound influence on me and so many people worldwide. His novelty theory is very good, and so is his adamant persistent philosophy around people undergoing the heroic dose and what it can do to actualize the fullest potential of our planet and so you'll hear me talk about the ways that we are currently making entheogens more mainstream here in a moment 11 42 p.m six plus hours in celebrating with a hot shower cleanse and with grapes and food i'm 24 plus hours fasted i'm grateful for all of this infrastructure and i'm pumped to post all this tomorrow all right so now the why why i publish this all right so now we're going to talk about mainstreaming entheogens first of all i'm a big proponent of maps the multidisciplinary association for psychedelic studies find their link in the bio below 
We've interviewed their founder and executive director, Rick Doblin, several times on the show. And you can find this interview link in the bio below as well. It's a very, very important episode. And here's the maps.org website as well. Multidisciplinary Association for Psychedelic Studies. Be the bridge. Support the psychedelic research and education. You can donate to them. You can listen to Rick's profound TED Talk on the future of psychedelic-assisted psychotherapy. You can listen to CEO Amy Emerson speak. You can look at all of the profound press releases that they're having right now. And so here's kind of what's going on. I need to share information about them because they are carrying the biggest entheogenic torch enlightening our future that we all need to respect and support more both financially and in spirit. MAPS was awarded Breakthrough Therapy designation by the FDA for helping veterans and other first responders with MDMA psychotherapy to cure PTSD, eliminating suicidal inclinations and helping them process and integrate fearful memories in peaceful ways. Cannabis, psilocybin, LSD, ketamine, ayahuasca, ibogaine, and more are also being used by MAPS and their affiliates in psychotherapy sessions across the world to cure everything from drug addictions, eating disorders, and OCD, all the way to couples therapy and having a peaceful end of life. We must become advocates for transitioning from a criminal justice approach to a public health approach in worldwide transgenerational healing and awakening to the true nature of our being. We must leverage the fullest potential of entheogens across the planet to heal and to awaken us to the true nature of our being. And thank goodness we have maps carrying the brightest torch moving forward. And we must also decentralize entheogens as well and not allow the the similar style infrastructures to emerge where there's the corporatization of entheogens. We must decentralize. These are literally psilocybin and mycelium fungi are decentralized underground, which you'll see here in a moment that I explain. So here's a, a photo of me with my heroic dose. This is when I was doing my intention before I started. Okay, second of all, I was called intuitively to another entheogenic experience after several years without one. And I have spent the last couple of years, about over, over half a decade, about over half a decade, I've been experiencing 5-MeO-DMT, LSD, and cannabis, and I've been dabbling into entheogens, and there are still many that I will be undergoing, but that these have been some of the most profound experiences of my life, and I took a decently long enough break so that I could focus on the, f the execution of the show and high-level perception which had went great, but I wanted to undergo this entheogenic experience on the heroic dose of psilocybin before the final publication of High Level Perception this week. It's important for me, after such a long 2020 of synthesizing the most profound things I've learned about the nature of consciousness, reality, and maximizing human potential, to anchor my embodied learnings by loosening the default mode network, DMN, and ensuring my final publication is in the top perfection possible. I learned for the most part, it is absolutely perfect. I've been adamant about biomimicking the intelligence of mycorrhizal networks, which create an underground two-way resource exchange with 95% of plants. And you have to watch this link in the bio as well. This is Suzanne Simard's TED Talk on how trees talk to each other and how they use these mycorrhizal networks in order to do so. And this is what you literally feel. You feel this intelligence pulsating through your entire body when you ingest psilocybin. It's profound. You literally feel 
this intelligence throughout your whole body. And so I unpack this in more detail here. Chapter five in high level perception on inclusive stakeholding is not a recommendation. It's an embedded biological archetype, which is why the internet and decentralization technology have emerged the last couple of decades. Everyone deserves skin in the game with a piece of equity in the history of our species. And if you haven't read that book, Skin in the Game by Nassim Nicholas Taleb, I highly recommend reading that book as well. As we leverage mechanism design in our social contracts, that biomimic fungal intelligence, we meet the basic needs of people worldwide and maximize their self-realization and self-actualization. So now you see that this, the idea of these emerging markets, whether it's entheogens or cannabis and hemp or blockchains and cryptocurrencies, that as these emerging markets explode the edge of knowledge and what civilization knows and there's more entrepreneurship and there's more creativity that emerges and there's more of the pie grows it's important that as the pie grows especially in the entheogens field and the decentralization field that we don't create the similar archaic processes that have existed in the past where people become exclusively stakeholded where only the top elite take the vast majority of the wealth of the emerging market and leave just scraps for other people we must inclusively stakehold everybody and give everybody a a fair share in the emerging market we are publishing high level perception through book writing hub an independent book publisher outside the archaic incumbent infrastructures that is more inclusive modern and respectful of their artists it will be available for hard slash soft cover and digital slash audio across all major retailers slash platforms before christmas it's a perfect gift for awakening and you support all my major long-term goals by contributing it comes from a deeply scientific and spiritual angle using explain like i'm five eli five visuals to make it more relatable especially for kids and the whole family it's a great book to have in your home and share as a gift to your closest friends the links in the bio to that and i especially want to thank the healing hustlers sky and sunny i love you both so much thank you and watch our episodes with them here this is the one with Skyra on a slice of life force. And this is the one with Sunny on magic mushrooms. The links are in the bio to these as well. I'm very pumped to be co-creating with them the future. And lastly, I want to thank my mom, Bella, for the foundation she laid in my soul to enable me to achieve my goals. My momichka. I love you. I hope you can open up and accept this post for what it means to me and the world. I adore you. And Godspeed team, we got this atlas. This is a nice picture of my mom and I from this summer of 2020 when I was at home publishing High Level Perception. I love my mom so much. Dedicated so much of her life to building the foundation for me to achieve everything that I am today. I adore you, mom. I love you, mama. I love you. And then this is some very beautiful artwork at the very end of this post. And this is the artwork that's by, it's called Spiral Speak by Sam Brown. And you can find the link to his site here as well. And I end with Diversity in oneness is the mathematics of the infinite Sri Aurobindo and the mother Mira Alfasa. And I literally spent months reading their work over the summer of 2020. And I published this synthesis video distilling their most profound teachings. And it's only 40 minutes long. You can find that link in the bio below as well. And that you can, for the most part, you can almost shortcut the months of reading by watching this several times, slowly taking notes and practicing embodying their teachings. And that's it. That's, that's, that's all. That's all, folks. That's my heroic dose of psilocybin. You can find this medium post the link in the bio 
share it with other people. Also share this video with other people. We definitely need to popularize and mainstream people becoming more open to entheogens and what they unlock for understanding the true nature of our being both on a self-realization level and a self-actualization level. And let me know your thoughts in the comments below on what I shared with you. I'd love to hear from you. Like the video, subscribe. And some of the other super interesting, oh, just briefly, I'll, I'll share with you guys. If you follow the Healing Hustlers on Instagram, Go and give them a follow. Links in the bio below to that as well. And then what I'll do is I'll just very briefly also I'll share with you the I had I had listened to Kalindi E who had recently passed speak about his 40 years of experience with entheogens and how he's taking high doses of psilocybin 20 to 30 grams at a time uh he was also saying that you you, you the lethal dose of psilocybin is literally taking your body weight in psilocybin so you're not going to take 150 pounds of psilocybin so you can take like a pound of psilocybin if you would like it's crazy and so he's doing this in order to push the envelope of cognition to access the hyperdimensional realms of legend. And instead of just putting your foot in the water of existence to go into the ocean where there is no horizon. He spoke about how the Zulu in South Africa has 300 types of entheogenic plants in their pharmacopoeia. You got to think about that. You have there's these indigenous people like the Zulu compared to look at this industrial modern machinery that has zero entheogens available. They basically just have cannabis available. It's horrible. Psilocybin is the oldest and the first of the entheogens. Saturates the serotonergic system. The other interesting thing is that ayahuasca is like a group experience, but psilocybin is the journey of the alone into the alone. It's pretty interesting. You have to meet the center of being by yourself. You have to meet the center of reality by yourself. You understand the nature of your being and your awareness and your consciousness and your reality by yourself. You meet it. You know it on an experiential level. And mushrooms, they're all over thousands of years of culture across the planet. Thousands of years of culture, artistic expression from North Africa through the ancient Egyptians, through Mesopotamia, the Indus Valley, through South America, through Native America and North America as well, through the, through the Asian continent as well. It's all over the place, all over the place. And so we have to become more aware to our divine history with entheogens especially with psilocybin magic mushrooms and i'll go ahead and link the kilindi e talk in the bio below as well for you and so again go and support go and support maps go and support the other people around you that are pushing the envelope especially of entheogenic experiences to decentralize those around the world and also to awaken us to the true self-realization of the nature of our being and the true self-actualization of our gifts into the world at the highest level of morality ethics and spirituality so i love you very much thank you for tuning in i'm really grateful for you thank you thank you thank you we got this. We got this. So pumped. So pumped. So beautiful.
All right. Much love. Thanks for tuning in. Talk to you more soon. Check out all those links in the bio below. Let's build the more beautiful future our hearts know is possible. Charles Eisenstein. <laughs>